0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast Oh, I just episode. put that in the
3: chat the other day. Do you think I'm sexy? I did ask. <laughs> wait, what, who was asking
0: if they're sexy in the chat? <laughs> anyway, we're back with another episode of the Beckets of the Herald of Steel podcast season campaign thingy-majig. Uh, we are in the Queen adventure series still. With our second quest, The Way of the Queen. Uh, We are deep within the bowels of the Lizardfolk temple here to what appears to be a particularly spoopy Hydra critter that our party has for so long sought after with magical means uh, going every single way to try to get here. And finally, it feels like they're close enough. After battling Lizardfolk and dealing with strange magics on the way in, the party seems to edge closer and closer and closer to their beast but uh, they seem to have found some sense of solace as they have found a secret room uh, through uh, Anton's particularly sly noticing of eyeballs and stones and Jarzak assisting with bonking it on the head. Uh, Eventually, they shifted the door open and found a horde of treasure. Um, Amongst the treasure included a uh, special blowgun that... uh, I'm not sure. Did Kalika get that blowgun or was that Jarzak? Uh, That was Jarzak. Okay. And then Anton found a very particular fancy necklace. Uh, it seemed to be magical. A periapt of uh, of what? Wound closing? Was that the one? A uh,
4: periapt of wound closing. Closure. Yeah. Wound closure.
0: Fancy, fancy. So uh, I guess the party was capable of taking a long rest in there if they wanted to, or a short rest. I'm not sure if they wanted to do the long one or if they wanted to do the short one. Do we agree on long or short? So the party gets all their HP back and their spells and stuff so they don't get killed by an overpowered Hydra in the next part. Totally balanced. But um, the party is staying in the secret room, so it does seem like a pretty safe endeavor. So it doesn't seem like there's much to worry about in there. It doesn't seem like anybody's been in here for a long, long time. So uh, with that in mind, is there any role-playing you guys wanted to do while you are in there?
1: Uh, Uh, Since Norhill is relatively fine, he is actually going to you know do a full perimeter you know check the walls for uh traps or surveillance or anything
4: yeah
0: yeah and as he peeps around each and every nook, cranny corner of this place it doesn't seem like there's anything going on in here at all
4: we might have touched upon this like earlier um but did we ever do any knowledge checks of like what hydra is if they have some level of intelligence if there's any way we can commune with it.
0: From everything you guys have heard through every single person you've told about this quest, which, good job everybody for telling everybody your stupid magic quest, Um, it doesn't sound like anybody believes that these things have any level of understanding or kindness to them, and it seems like they're pretty much just a big dumb lizard with a bunch of heads and a bunch of hungry stomach.
4: Classic. Wait, are
0: They have more than.
3: Does every head go to its own stomach?
0: Well, I only specified one stomach. I said a oh, bunch of hungry stomach. A... I almost oh, had fine. that extra S. See, it's a long day. I'm, I'm a tired yeah. boy, but I, I stopped at that on that S, and I was like, Oof. I don't want to make is, that wow, canon. That... Look, we've already got naked lizards. I don't need multiple stomach tydrus. Because, because <laughs> does that mean that when they lose a head and gain two back, do they gain an extra stomach too?
3: Right. Also, like, like that means every head has to eat individually. Or do they all go to the same, like, intestinal tract so the nutrients get absorbed either way and some stomachs just have to work harder?
0: You know, Maybe. I think we should probably just end the campaign and just discuss the strange, strange...
3: I, I always enjoy talking about mythical animal anatomy.
4: I mean, oh. horses do have two stomachs. So yeah, but they're,
3: they're not connected so to, like, horse. two different heads, you know? It's, like, it's really different because, like... The stomachs like they are they're part of one long track where in this case it would be like each stomach funneling to one intestine. Each Does stomach one is... head
4: feel hungry when the other doesn't?
0: Right. What the fuck is going on with my podcast right now? Did somebody well, just hijack it and make a stomach talk? Whatever. Just curious. <laughs> it, it is it is worth a level of a, a level of I don't know. I don't think it's actually worth that much discussion. But honestly, if you really want to know about this stuff, a lot of it, uh, Gygax actually did write quite a bit of it in some of the original monster manuals where they talked about like the anatomy of dragons and how they're able to create their breath weapons. And it's like a literal magical organ that like transforms like blood or breathing. I don't remember which one, but yeah, there is a lot of literature on the actual specifics, but you know how that goes. D&D specific stuff gets overlooked. It doesn't matter cannon is just a weapon on a ship um so i get it yeah well good maybe maybe i'll get a real cannon next time um ho, ho, ho! now our party is ready to set off can we get everybody to crash off another uh food aggression
3: has anton given away all of his food rations yet
4: I didn't have anyone to give it to. That uh, so. usually
3: tells me how far we are in our quest line.
0: <laughs> oh, holy man.
3: You could have saw some like very malnourished rodents or something else. I'm like, hmm,
0: who needs the food more? Just redistributing it. Um, okay, so everybody eats. And we're Mm. ready to go, I imagine. So do we have any plans for leaving this place?
1: Perfectly. Make sure they haven't
0: noticed us. Okay, so who's going to lead the way? Norhill will. Okay, this can't go wrong. Um, Guys,
4: I'm going to cast Bless on all of you.
0: How long does that last? A
4: minute. Uh, Oh, it only lasts a minute. No, we'll wait till we get to combat.
0: You can also give Guidance to Norhill, and that way he can use it on his next check whenever that comes up, if he has to do, like, you know.
4: Yeah, I cast Guidance, so anytime you do check, I'll add e 4
0: Excellent. Okay, and I mean, so with that, you sure. guys push the lever and slide the stone door across, and Norhill peeps out, and you look down the hallway that you guys came in, right next to that strange statue with the Hydra, and you don't see anything different. Nothing's really changed. You don't notice any, like, you know markings in the in the in the gravel on the ground or anything like that so seems pretty normal all okay,
1: right uh so norhill makes a order uh sort of you know hand signal uh to suggest that
0: we're uh, good to go forward okay so everybody else peeps out um now what's the marching order for the party right now Oh, well, we're do... the
3: perfect size party that we can do the scooby-doo look around the corner <laughs> With Kleeke on the bottom, <laughs> then Norhill, then Anton, then Jarzak. <laughs> yeah. So just as a heads up for everyone else in the future when we're doing these kind of checks.
0: Jinkies. Okay, so with that um, podcast gets copyrighted or whatever, it just gets <laughs> shut down like so hard. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so what's the marching order though? Who's uh, who's going to be where? I know Norhill is usually a frontliner. Does that mean Norhill and Kleeke on the front or what?
3: Yeah, Klika's good with taking the front with Narhal.
0: Okay. And so, with that, you two walk in the front, followed by (laughs) Jarzak and Anton in the back, naturally. And you guys, I imagine, would probably just go down the one pathway you haven't gone down yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, out of the other two, uh, out of the uh, four directions of the two forks, you guys go down the one you haven't gone down yet. And it seems to be something of a corridor that has like a stairwell sort of built into it. It pops up into a room that's almost kidney shaped, I guess, kind of like a jelly bean sort of shape here, where it's like 20 feet wide at its widest. There's a hallway expanse at the far end of it, but there's also a stairwell kind of like smack dab against the far wall that arcs up to a second floor. And that second floor has like a cave mouth entrance to it. So it seems like this is sort of like a in-between sort of area. So what would the party like to do? Oh, actually, sorry. Let me get this correct here. Um, from where you guys are standing, and as you guys come walking around the corner, um, you guys said that you wanted to move carefully. I believe Nora Hill had mentioned before. Did you guys want to roll a stealth check for that, or are we just gonna try to move carefully? As in I don't think we can stealth
4: an armor. Don't you get, get a disadvantage thing. on
0: it. Some armor gives disadvantage, so you can try. I think just.
3: Being perceptive would be better than trying to be stealthy, you know?
0: So, did they want to, did you guys want to send somebody up first for this?
3: No, I I think moving together, but like keeping an eye out and like just being on alert.
0: Everybody can roll a perception check, and Norhill still has his guidance.
1: Uh... No, I'm going to need it.
4: You get one point.
0: I don't need three. it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Cut.
3: <laughs> 16 minus 115 for Kliga.
0: You know, I think we should make a drinking game for however many times Anthony just rolls a 5 or lower.
2: Uh, we will be trashed. Yeah, we I don't think we're going to finish the campaign. Yeah, <laughs> Can't be doing that.
0: <laughs> so what do we got? We got uh, sweet 3. 13 for Jarzak. 21. 21. What about cliques? Sixty minus 115. Okay. So everybody except for Norhill, as you guys are marching, graveling through this hallway, you guys can hear at the top of that stairwell through that little cave door, uh, you can hear the sounds of at least four of those lizard folk up there. It sounds like they're up there having something of like a grunting conversation, but every once in a while with the 21, Anton can hear the sounds of like, kind of like tongue smacking and like lip smacking if wizards had lips and it sounds like you hear the sounds of like something grating against teeth as if something up there might be cleaning its teeth off or they might be chewing on bones or something like that but it sounds like they may have finished a meal or maybe starting a meal or something like that but the conversations up there are in draconic
3: does click understand any of it
0: Yeah. So when you listen up there, you can hear them talking about how they had just finished eating an alligator and said that this was a worthy meal for their efforts. And they said that um, when they see the uh, group of people who apparently are trespassing come through here, they keep talking about who gets to eat who when they cross paths and hope that nobody would be so foolish as to try to walk up those stairs because only dum-dums would not think that there's not a trap sitting on the stairwell.
4: and just signal like you
0: like, do like you are in the back so
4: <laughs> don't forget that
0: not, not to mention yeah. we're also on a podcast so you doing all your miming there is pretty good uh, from what I, I saw it looked like Ronnie was doing a turkey with her hand and then she cut the head off and then she ate a corn cob back and forth a couple times I don't know what that means for the listeners at home but it, it seems pretty, pretty <laughs> dangerous there is a headless turkey eating the corn cob down the hall so with yep. that, Klika here's the actual message.
3: <laughs> Relays that there is in fact a headless turkey eating corn cob down the hall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Klika's going. Don't make it little... canon, Ryan.
0: Don't make it canon <laughs> no. for the love <laughs> of God. The Hydra is just a giant seven-headed turkey that eats corn cobs. There's and been a severe mistranslation. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> oh no. So anyway, so you relay the message. A Turk draw. A high derkey? What would it be? <laughs> it's definitely a high derkey.
1: <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> uh,
0: that has no business being that fucking funny. <laughs> that sounds like a failed, fi- like a uh, what's it called? That sounds like a failed, like fighting game character's attack noise, like a yeah. derkey. But anywho, uh, so luckily the party does not awaken the high derkey down the hall, uh, standing in the entryway to this. Kidney-shaped room. You guys have a couple of options presented to you. What would you like to do? Uh,
3: so I am going to notify the party in a hush tone that apparently the stairs are trapped and there's a group of lizard men who have just enjoyed their meal.
1: So that means we should get them to
3: come to us. Um. Yeah.
0: There is another pathway, too. Oh. There's up the stairs, and then there's the way in the back of the room. So theoretically, you could try to avoid this whole room altogether, but it's hard to tell where that other room goes.
3: So do we want to um, try the other passageway before going up the stairs?
4: Yeah, I think that'd be wise.
0: If they haven't noticed us. And so with that, the uh, party starts heading down that little side passageway. Um, uh, And as you guys go about 20, 30 feet around the corner, making as little noise as possible, um, it doesn't seem like you guys are noticed in any way. Um, And as you guys around the corner, you can see that there's a long hallway that kind of snakes uh, from left to right a couple times but every once in a while you see plummets in the elevation of this hallway descending downward with like a couple of steps here, then every once in a while there's kind of like a steep fall um, but I'm going to need a quick perception check from the party again
4: Ooh,
0: shit 17 okay. 8 3 Crit Damn Okay, and so with that jar, is that, uh, sorry, what did uh, what did Kalika and Norhill get again? Eight.
4: Three. And three <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got point, if that means anything. Don't you to just give him a point. But, um, okay, so with that, Anton and Jarzak are pretty uh, able to see that there are a couple of blood stains on the ground over here, and you guys can even see, like, a couple remnants of, like, shattered tooth or something like that, as if something was brutalized in this hallway or dragged through it or something like that. But you see the occasional bit of blood on, like, a step at an angle as if, like, you know what I mean, like, it dribbled over or something like that. Now, Anton, on the other hand, when you're following this blood trail and everybody's kind of, like, stopped and waiting and looking overhead to see what's going on down the hall... um, you guys, or at least sorry, Anton can see very clearly that there is something of a, like, a, what's some, like a trip cord, like a trip wire, down the hall across one of the thinner parts of the cavern. So this hallway, there's a little bit of string, like sinuous little string, wrapped from one side of the uh, one side of the hall to the other. So, what would you guys like to do now? As it seems, the hallway arcs back from here about sixty or eighty feet, and you can see that sinew is about sixty feet down.
4: I point this string out to everybody and said, it looks like there's a trap. We can just move forward and avoid it.
1: Uh, from where Norhill is standing, can he
0: see what the tripwire connects to? Um, can you guys roll an investigate check if you'd like to look into that? Um, I will also ask, uh, Anton, are you using light from your shield again? Yes. Okay.
1: So I've rolled a natural 20 on
0: investigation for a total of 20. Damn, nice. okay, so so with that, I guess Norhill is able to see it pretty clearly, but you can see the drawstring uh, arcs across this, like up to the ceiling of the cavern here. And you can see that it looks like there's a bunch of like ribs Sort of all kind of strung along on a rope, and almost kind of like you know, those sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, like you hang them in doorways, they're like the big dangly things that you can walk through. You know what I'm talking about it's like the hanging beads there, yeah, like the bead curtains, yeah, it's like bead curtains, but it's with like ribs, and it seems like they're all kind of strung loosely to the ceiling by that string. So it looks like if somebody was to walk through it, catch the string, they would all come flying down and make a bunch of tinkling, clinking bone noises off the walls and echo down the chamber. But I will say pretty clearly to everybody as you start moving down this way and start peeking around and seeing you know what that trap was about you guys get hit with a real wave of humidity as you guys start going farther down you notice that there's like a cold bit of of uh, of humidity coming up as if you guys are walking into maybe a grotto connecting chamber you know what i mean something like that but okay and so with that the party continues on their way or would you guys like to stop for anything
1: me thinks we're on the right track
0: okay and i will remind everybody that as long as anton has that light on his shield he is very clearly seen by anybody who would be coming down any hallways he is literally a home and beacon of light in a completely utterly black cavern so i'm just saying that much i just don't want you to get you know gobsmacked when all of a sudden everybody can see you guys you know what i mean so with that Part of continues down the hall, and you guys seem to be reaching a much lower uh, turn here. And as you continue down another 40 or so feet, the stonework that makes up the stairs starts to become a much more wet and like, uh, I don't wanna say mucusy, but like kind of silty sort of like thicker gravel. It's like silt in between the gravel. It's sort of as as if like this place is sort of saturated with water at this point. But the farther down you go, the more you can hear the sounds of drips echoing down here as if you seem to be entering something of a massive expanse of cavern or grotto. Um, And it seems like you're reaching something of like a shoreline of sorts. And as you continue down this way, uh, even further, stepping over that little tripwire, you guys can see that um, the path arcs around a bit of a turn and ends at a sandy shoreline before a bunch of reeds, ferns, and vines cover like a silty little basin. And you guys, uh, sorry, um, a line of sand there. And you guys can see that there's just a bunch of murky, dark water beyond that. Um, this would definitely seem to be the point Anton would probably try to snuff the shield, if at all, just yeah. because you guys have entered this big underground lake. And you can see that the light of the shield, even there, like seems to shimmer off the lake's water surface. Um, you can see that the water is like not moving. It's pretty still through here, but it seems like there's something of like some subtle movements every once in a while. It's kind of like a still lake on a windy day where you see like some movements, but they're so docile and spaced out that a frog could have jumped in or something like that. But yeah. other than that. It's like absolutely deafeningly quiet beyond the sounds of echoing reverberations of drips on the, uh, on the surface of the water. So it's hard to see anything beyond that. Um, But if you guys would like to, somebody can walk in and step on the beach and get a better look of the whole cavern.
4: So when I step out my shield and I can't see anything, it's totally pushed back. Uh,
2: mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Anton, I'll, Kind of stick with you and guide you. Okay. So just h- hang on to me.
0: Okay. So you guys are all quietly hanging on down there. And what's the plan now? So, ant
3: Anton. Now that the lights out. <laughs> so then,
1: how does dark vision work in this setting?
0: Uh, sixty feet
1: yeah no i I get that but is it just you know the monochrome vision is it like i can see just in the dark is it infrevision um no it'd be
0: it'd be like the monochrome sort of thing um, but because you guys ha- who have dark vision have had dark vision your entire lives, you can intuit a lot more from the monochromatic vision than somebody else would. You know what I mean? It would be like having to put on, you know, black and white goggles, grayscale goggles for like a year or two. Like You'd start to understand what the grayscale equivalent of like an orange or a blue would look like. You know what I mean? So, so like uh, you have an idea. So Jarzak has
2: uh, one of his, he can see 120 feet dark vision and through magical darkness as well. Do I see anything additional?
0: Um, What I'm saying is that looking out from where you guys are standing, you guys can see that the, like, because you're still looking down. So the angle, like the mouth of this cavern leading into the water, you can't see up. You know what I'm saying? Like all you can see is that there is water. So if somebody wants to step out to the shoreline, you can get a very good eye of what's going on. And Norhill would like to step out onto the shore. Okay. So Norhill goes walking down the final bits of steps on the sandy gravel. Cleo and as you will
3: move up with them too. Okay.
0: Leaving Jarzak and Anton about 10 feet behind. And as you guys walk down to the sand and crunch your feet into the sand, and you guys can sense like that kind of like gravelly sand, sort of like smushing under your feet, looking around, you guys can see that the ceiling or like the, uh, the, yeah, I guess ceiling. That's such a weird concept, the ceiling of a cave. But the uh, utmost part of the cave here arches up about 60 to 70 feet at the most. But it itself is sort of a large, I'd say like another kind of kidney-shaped room where you guys are sort of on the inner bend of it. So I guess I would say it kind of ribs out its farthest from where you're looking, as if making sort of like a like a parenthet- like a a parenthetical sort of shape, but sort of bridging out from you guys, you know what I mean? Um But it looks like that's the highest you can see. Uh, To your right you guys can see that there's a bit of a cavern mouth that kind of leads out and it seems like water does flow through here and you guys can see the shimmering sort of uh, lighter flickers of daylight reflecting that way as if maybe that river mouth connects to where you guys had saw it by the entrance Um, but it seems like it must be very far away but that itself is about 60 feet or so from where you guys are standing and to the left it seems like the cavern kind of bridges out Really far and your dark vision is kind of limited at this point, but you see something of like a silty island in the middle, covered in plant life and giant rocks. Uh, Overall, that structure seems to be probably 50 feet at the widest as like kind of like a circular sort of shape out there. Um, And beyond that, you guys can see to the far left sort of at like the farthest bit of the uh, bean shape that we're talking about, you can see that there's almost like a stonework structure that arcs out kind of like a pier, you know what I mean? So there's like 30 or 40 feet of which stonework kind of like edges out before it kind of just like falls off the end, as if somebody could stand up there and maybe look down at the water or toss things down to the water. But that structure itself is about 20 or so feet from the water surface and that's about it for there. Apart from that, there are tons of like bits of like kelpy looking grass rooty kind of stuff sticking to the rocks on the walls and the rocks on the walls are all very craggy and rough. So it seems like there's a lot of stuff for a lot of this plant life to latch onto. Um, But again, the only sounds you guys really hear inside of here are the drips that seem to echo endlessly. So with that in mind, what would you two like to do?
4: Cannonball!
0: Oh, boy. No.
1: So Norhill is going to uh, signal to Jarzak that he should come in and head towards the pier. Maybe there's a boat. Because yeah, uh, we could maybe get to the island if there's a boat. Where wait, you guys are
0: wait, standing wait. though, it's hard to tell if there is like a shoreline that arcs around to that part of it. Um, it looks more so like that actual pier part is just sticking out of the rock wall and there's no connection from the sandy part you guys are standing on to there. If you wanted to get to that pier, you'd have to swim or climb the rock wall.
1: Which uh, is
4: another
0: wanna... of those things sound good to me, So
4: maybe- I wanna confirm one thing before we start moving. Who has is this about scroll? bonus action spells or action spells? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> this is about the scroll we got from Order Glare, who has it and who could read it, because I want to make sure whoever has it can read it and not read I thought it. you
0: had it. Meanwhile, Order Glare's like, oh, shit, they forgot the scroll.
4: <laughs> yeah, I exactly. was under
1: the impression that Anton had the scroll.
4: I, I don't think i could use it though it's it's for arcane magic i can't use it with holy magic can i that's
0: very true only somebody who could possibly cast a spell of uh shrink or enlarge can actually cast it
1: all right uh nor is no expert in that so Anson's gonna have to figure it out
4: i thought either jarjah or Klika knew some form of arcana
3: yeah Klikka would be able to learn in large reduce. I don't know about
2: warlocks. Yeah, I don't either, so I'd have to look that up.
0: To my best knowledge, it seems like Jarzak and Cleka would probably both be able to do it. I'll, I'll allow both of you guys to do it. Anton wouldn't because he's Holy Magic and Norhill's Rockwood Legs. Um, and so I would say either Jarzak or Klikka would be able to.
4: But you yeah,
0: guys so. want that responsibility. Yeah, I mean, if
2: Clica wants to get bigger to keep up, that's fine. She can hang on to it.
0: And I'll
4: give it to right. Klikka.
0: Not to interrupt the role-playing here, but this conversation is taking place where? In the massively echoing chamber or inside the hallway that's not so echoey?
3: I imagined we would have discussed this on the road, just because... Oh. Klika and Jarzark were out fishing when you two got the actual scroll. Yeah. So.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. So we're I just actually with sure you.
2: We're Before
4: done. we start like, yeah, doing
1: we're
2: all this trying stuff.
1: Trying to establish facts about who carries an item when everyone was on shore.
3: Yeah. So, I'd I'd say, I mean, um, do we know how scrolls like work range wise? It's whatever the actual range of the spell would be, right? Yeah. Which is touch, I believe, for enlarge reduce. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I guess Clica or that could take it. It doesn't matter. Clica will hold on to it. Well let's
4: give it to Clika. I'll just make sure I just made in my notes that you have it. I just want to make sure once we get to like the point we have to use it. (laughs) We know who has it.
0: Yeah, range is actually thirty feet. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. Um yeah, and it's gonna require the verbal and somatic component, so Good luck everybody, but okay. And so with that, you guys stand on this silty shoreline hearing the echoing expanse of nothingness. What would you like to do now?
1: Norville at least, you know, walk a little ways out and see if there's any way to get to the pier from where we are without swimming or climbing. Yeah.
0: Let's see. So as you walk to the farthest edge over here um, and you start stepping on the kelpy parts and start kind of maneuvering and stepping in the kelp and like the, the reeds and start looking over there, it doesn't look like the rocks would actually be that hard to climb across. It would be a pretty minimal check. It's not going to be hard. It's kind of like sidestepping on on a small cliff face. Like it's not, it's not un- impossible. It's not like you're like doing Rocky mountain, like, you know what I mean? Death defying nineties, ex- super extreme, like Gushers commercial rock climbing. Instead, you're just going to be kind of like holding on and moving at half speed sort of deal. You know what I mean? It's cautious movement over dangerous terrain. It's not the end of the world. Um, But doing that, you would be able to reasonably climb up to that pier. But unfortunately for Norhill, as you go and step over there, um, I'm going to need you... To do, 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 do. You know, you never can find the things you need when you need them, you know? It's just the nature of a game like this, isn't it? But um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna need you to do a strength saving throw, um, Norhill. As well as, actually everybody, cause you're all over there. Yeah, what am I doing? Everybody roll a strength saving throw. Get everybody in on this party.
4: Oh shit. Huh. Hmm.
2: I bet you I did worse than everyone else. Just saying, it's Jarzac's specialty. I can swim, right, guys? Right, guys? Well, I got a
4: 14. All right. You
1: got I got a 7.
2: Tika got 11. Jarzac got a natural one, which turns into a 0. <laughs>
3: Sweet. We've gotten a lot of zeros in this campaign. Um,
1: Come on, to a minimum of one. We're fine.
0: Damn, that's that's still wild. Um, So who got below a 12? Jarzak did.
3: Everyone but Northill.
0: Sweet. So Northill steps on a particularly crunchy <laughs> stick, and he's like, oh but as uh, Norhill goes walking over there and steps on one of the vines as he kind of like tries to reach up and look over the stones to see if he can reach, Norhill gets a moment of like, hmm, and he just kind of a quick nod to himself and he's like, hey guys. If you look over here, and as you look back, you see, like, these big, ugly Jamunji vines come reaching down from the rocks above the mouth where everybody came out and just start wrassling and grappling at Anton, Jarzak, and Kalika. And all of them start wrassling and grappling you guys by the legs and the arms and trying to, like, restrict your movement and hold you down. And let's roll for initiative. The oh, fuck. All right. This is a family podcast. I, I don't actually know what that entails, but... Uh,
1: There's no swearing on my Christian D&D podcast.
0: What the frack? Thank you. I'm keeping the chips in my try. Um So I'm going to have a 20 and a 10. Anybody That's be the 20? Be a
1: 17.
0: Do-do-do-do-do. You know, again, you, just, you never have anything you need when you absolutely need it. You know, it's just the beauty of a thing like this. So let's see 20. Uh, 20 in the initiative order is your doom.
4: <laughs>
0: okay, and then we had 17. Did anybody get beat a 17? Just not tell me. No? Okay. No. So who goes after 17? I have Fort. a 15. So, Cliques is 15. Jarzac's 14. Sweet. Uh, Okay. And then uh, single digit from Anton.
4: Yeah, I have a three.
0: Uh, Rock and roll. All right. Well, let's hope for the best, everybody. Okay, so with that at the top of the initiative, everybody starts getting grappled around by these uh, roots and vines here, and as everybody starts to get held down by it and starts freaking out, trying to figure out what's going on uh, you guys see in the most kind of like predator-styled way, you see some sort of reptilian beast across the way of the chasm from you guys on a low-hanging stalactite uh, with its form sort of kind of coming out out of its camouflage state it looks to you guys really quick and you see in its hand, a single, like, uh, what's the word to look for? A single feather is plucked from it, and it starts to shine a little bit, like silver. And then it turns to a white hot. And as it drops it, it falls from its hand and kind of like feathers down to the water. And as it hits the water, it lets off like a steaming butt. And so now what I'm going to need is, Mr. Anton, uh, I'm going to need you to kind of hold on to your butt real quick, because this is going to be a rough one for you. Um, I'm gonna need man. You know, and then that's the beautiful part about spells too is they kind of suck and have just gigantic descriptions. You know, what is D and D but a game of descriptions? Am I right? Um, so with that, what is uh, any
1: game but a miserable pile of lengthy descriptions?
0: Exactly. So Anton takes nine points of fire damage. As the armor that you're wearing, as the feather hits the water, uh, starts to heat up until it starts to get to a point that is rather uncomfortable. Um, And you can tell that the armor that you are wearing right now, which you're wearing the heavy armor, right? Uh, The heavy chain stuff? I'm
4: just checking. One second, why can't I find all my stuff?
0: I mean, if your armor class is above a 16 or so. Oh yeah, uh,
4: I'm wearing scale mail. Yeah. yeah. So it starts
0: to heat up till it gets to a point that it starts to kind of steam a little bit on your skin and you feel that intense heat. Um yeah. So with that, you start How your many skin points starts cooking. I take? Nine points of fire damage.
4: I think I get a reduction on that because of the parrot pat period.
0: You get a what? You get a reduction to fire?
4: No, okay. Wait, I gotta read this right.
0: We're not reading it right now. Your skin's on fire and you're dying, and that's where the game ends. And Good night,
1: everybody. Correctly. Okay, the so not... up the wound closure causes you to automatically stabilize when you would normally start dying.
2: Yeah. So it's not going to give you any health
1: right now. It'll
0: give you your health when you wish you had it earlier. Okay. And don't worry, the the heat metal spell's beautiful because it'll keep cooking you after you fall unconscious. Ew. Which is kind of a weird concept, because then that would mean every time you stabilize, it would just re-unstabilize you. Yep. I think as a, a cleric st-
4: of light, I'd have heat resistance, but I guess not.
0: I don't think so. I don't think that, that necessarily follows. Um, and so, uh, so long as you're wearing this armor, um, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks uh, while still wearing it. Okay. Um, now uh, goes to the top of the round with Norhill, who is not restrained.
1: Okay, uh, so these vines and things that are, you know, reaching out towards us, is this like some sort of a creature that's attacking us?
0: It doesn't look like it. No, it looks like, uh, if anything, it kind of seems like it'd be uh, an effect that started and ended just now. As the, uh... yeah, it uh, doesn't seem like this spell's really working anymore, as if the guy who cast it kind of cast it for a second to hold them in place. But at this point, the roots already seem to be kind of letting go.
1: Okay. Uh, can you see the camouflaged lizard man from where he's standing?
0: Um, yeah. So long as you've got the sixty feet.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, so he's uh, that means that he's within sixty feet. So Norhill is going to draw and fire his like crossbow at him.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. That the thing's just like die, and then all of a sudden Anton just pulls out his fucking gun. <laughs> he's just like, "Damn you, lizard!" All right. So go ahead and fire your shot.
1: That's going to be a 15 to hit.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So with a 15, um, that is a hit. But here comes the interesting caveat. Welcome to Camouflage, Lizard Man. I'm going to need you to call out evens or odds. Evens. Okay, that's a hit. Good old Surefire Norhill over here. <laughs> Turns out he can only hit when he's using ranged weapons. <laughs>
1: Seven points uh, Seven points of piercing damage.
0: Holy shit. Okay, so you fire a crossbow bolt off, and you manage to nail him square in the ribs as he's hanging from the stalactite up top, and he lets out a hissing sound and yells out in draconic, and he says, arise from slumber, you hunger for new blood. Eat, my friend, eat my child, Samanua beckons. And you guys can see some rumbling bumbles and bubbles rising from the water about 60 feet away from you guys. Going Norhill. Not my fault. <laughs> Wait, I thought. Hold on, I thought you were Sean Connery first. Where yeah, that, you... yeah that, that was that was a bad that was a bad version of the voice. Like something happened to Norhill. <laughs> <laughs> He's firing a crossbow. He's British. What the hell? Um, I'll try harder next time. It turns out the twig he stepped on was a cursed twig, and he just yeah. got, like, the spirit trapped in the twig just got let free, and it's like. No, your bitches are in my town. Okay, Uh, and is that it for Norhill? That will be it for Norhill, yes. Okay, and now we can move to the Um.
3: So, the chloramflodged lizard is about 60 feet away, Mm -hmm. and the bubbles, are they also 60 feet in his direction then? No,
0: they're kind of in a, they're like to the left, and he's to the right. So. So I'd say between them, there's about 40 or so feet. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think um, Cleek is just going to try and get between the two of them, I guess, then.
0: She's going to go into the water?
3: Um, no, like on the shoreline at huh. a point that's sort of equidistant between the two of them.
0: Because the, water, uh, the shoreline is only about 20 feet wide to begin with, you guys are already kind of in the middle of them anyway.
3: Oh, okay. So they're mm-hmm. both about 40 feet away?
0: No, they're both about sixty. They're about forty feet from each other. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what would you like to do?
3: How far? What, you just said there was like an island, right? Is that, that where the?
0: No, the bubbles are a good distance away from that too. Probably about sixty feet away from the uh from the little island itself. Yeah,
3: I'm just trying to get both of them within thirty feet of me. What would I have to do to do that?
0: Either go swimming out there and hope that the bubbles follow you closer to the lizard than not, or find a way to wrangle that lizard down and get him closer to you.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just get myself within 30 feet of the shaman for now and take a shot at him with my crossbow.
0: A 30-foot shot? Yeah. Um, okay, so you're going to go swimming out there to go do it?
3: Yeah, I guess... If- no, never mind then. I'm just going to stay on the shoreline, take the shot at 60 feet. Okay, good luck.
0: Anything fancy about the shot?
3: Nope. 16
0: hit? It sure does. Evens rods. Evens. Okay, that's a miss. So as you go shooting, thinking you must have hit him, you see that he was actually on the other side, and a bit of rock actually looked like his head. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta love a low-health guy with good friggin' camouflage. This feels like Warhammer all of a sudden. I feel like this reminds (laughs) me of a lot of their shitty rules where it's like, oh, he only has two wounds. It's like, yeah, but you re-roll on anything but a six. And you're like, oh, okay, well, fuck me then. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, weren't there rules for, like, re-rolling three times in a row? Like, you had to, like, double rules. Anyway, we're not talking These about are war These like, hammer.
4: my little lizard food. Yeah, essentially.
1: Uh, yeah, Age of Sigmar was really bad about that.
0: Well, you know, luckily we're not playing that game. So at this point, is there anything else Klico wants to do other than fire a shot?
3: Uh, No. I, once I've... I don't want to move into the water. Yeah, Actually, you know, yeah, I am going to move in 30 feet.
0: Oh, dear Lord. So after firing yeah, a shot sure. and missing, Klika's just like, you know what? It's been a good career. We, we all had fun here today. How you deep know. is the water? Um, as you start moving in, uh, it does seem like it gets deep pretty quickly. So once you make it about 10 feet into the water, it seems like all of a sudden it's much too... I mean, even for Klika, probably about 5 feet in and all of a sudden it's beyond what she can touch with her feet. So, right, never mind then. Sorry for taking so long. I'm just
3: going to stay on the shore. Right where I oh. am. Okay, fair enough.
0: Else. I mean, this is a dangerous ass combat. You guys know something bubbling in the water is not a good thing. It said the name of the Hydra, so
1: I think we're about to meet our objective
0: here. Yeah, I mean, it called out to the Hydra. It used the name of the Lizard Folk God. So, um, with that in mind, uh, now we go to Jarzak next in the list of initiative. What say you, Jarzak?
2: Jarzak says. Eldritch Blast! Does the Kamehameha, readies it and everything. And we'll be hey, back in 30, me, minutes 30 minutes when it's ready.
1: UGTV <laughs> is going to come after us. Wait, who? UGTV. They're one of the main rights holders of Dragon Ball.
3: Okay, for the love of God. i friends with Akira uh, Toriyama, so we should be all set. <laughs> for
4: the
0: L- Can you just roll your Elders Blast? Fuck. An eight? <laughs> oh my gosh, you didn't hit. So with that, you shoot another one of your elders blasts off, and contrary to popular belief, uh, it missed. Um and so with that, did you want to do anything else?
2: Uh you know what?
0: Sure. Oh, here we go. What's Jarzak doing? Is he going for a dip? No. <laughs> yeah. Let's go swimming.
2: No. Jarzak's going to do nothing else
0: this turn. Oh, for fuck's sake, everybody. Okay. <laughs> and so with that, the bubbling in the water seems to shift and move around a little bit as if you guys can see that this thing is sort of... What do I want to How do I want to put it? Uh, it seems like it's stirring down below and all of a sudden you see the bubbling kind of like take on this sort of steaming trail towards the party on the shoreline here. And you guys can see it slowly lumbering forward throughout the whole span of its turn. And at the last minute, when it starts to get closer to the the shoreline, it starts to bumble up and you can see like a big, massive figure kind of leech out of the water. And you see each one of its heads appear out of the water one by one until there's five individual heads. And you see before you probably one of the most terrifying visages any of you have seen in your mortal years. And as you look up and see this giant lizard sort of dinosauric looking abomination with all of its spooky, creepy heads with teeth kind of dangling sideways out of its mouths with so many teeth in its mouths, these razor sharp looking shark teeth, you guys can see in their like piercing red little laser beam eyes looking down at you guys as it kind of lifts up and you see steam rising out of individual nostrils and spit dripping out of its mouths all of a sudden, each and every single one of the heads at the exact same time, all of them have these flaps of skin on the sides of their head, swing wide open, (laughs) revealing what can only be described as a horrific visage that makes it look like their eyes are gigantic and furious as they start to shake. And I'm gonna need a fear save from everybody. Let's get that wisdom saving throw, everybody.
4: What's that? A Hydra
0: with a fear effect? Impossible. I wanted to beef it up. I figured, you guys, you know what? What's 175 hit points? You know, I, I, Jor- you know let's add a fear effect I can do. Jor- Jorza, Dan, I, Dan, scared.
1: Dan, I take issue with that. This is not in the
0: book. Uh, well, uh, I, wait, take issue. I have to
4: take disadvantage, right? Because I have it on attacks and saving throws.
0: <laughs> wait, no, it's ability checks.
4: Oh, it's ability. Okay, so this doesn't matter because it's a wisdom check? It's, it's not a wisdom, wisdom check.
0: check. It's a saving throw. So if you try to like climb or jump, yeah but if you were like, you know, trying to run away from a rolling boulder, no. Mobility
1: checks and saving curves are separate things.
0: Got yeah, it, just
4: making sure.
0: All right, homies, so what do we got?
3: I got an 18. Damn, and that was with yeah. advantage, right?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, for the earring. All right, what's Norhill got? Also 18. Damn, okay, okay. I have a feeling the other two may not have, uh, <laughs> may not have some uh, what, what, what? What stat are we rolling? Uh, wisdom.
2: I got a non-natural twenty. Hey.
0: <laughs> Jarzak can't be scared. I told nice. you. All right, so here comes our wisdom character.
4: <laughs> I got a fourteen. Oh, okay.
0: So with that, as this thing attempts to climb up on the shoreline and freak you guys all out, it's about thirty feet away from all of you guys now, still in the water. um It fails. Every single one of you managed to stave against the utter terrifying look of this giant dinosauric beast coming up there, but. One thing that kind of arcs back into everybody's mind after seeing this thing do sort of that Dilophosaurus kind of effect where it tries doing the fan thing, you guys can kind of expect that if it does that like the Dilophosaurus, it probably throws up acid just like the Dilophosaurus too. And I don't know if you guys remember those wacky, wonderful things that do like the sprinkler that shoots out all the water everywhere. Yeah. But five heads spewing sticky tar <laughs> is not exactly a good thing to be around. And with that, the uh, Hydra's turn is over, and now we can move to Anton at the end of the round. So, hey. come on, Anton, bolster your troops.
4: Question, since my armor is technically, like, burning and stuff, doesn't it, like, burn the vines, or does it just affect me?
0: It is just burning you. But the vines <laughs> aren't on you guys anymore. The vines aren't on you guys anymore.
4: Uh.
0: Yeah.
4: There's no chance of me getting in the water and, like, diffusing, like, the effect is there. No. How long would but- it take for me to get my
0: If you could disrupt the concentration on a certain lizard who's keeping the heat on you every turn?
4: Mm.
0: But that's kind of assuming a lot there.
4: Let's see what I got.
1: Also, there's a Hydra in the way.
4: Well, how far away is our dude again? 60 feet.
0: The lizard guy? Yeah. Yeah, 60 feet.
4: Uh, I'm, deb- I'm debating if I should do a flaming spear or a scorching ray.
0: A flaming spear would be rolling towards him. He's dangling from the ceiling. But a scorching ray would be pretty fucking dope because if you can hit him with at least even one of those things, I mean, you're about to laser beam him and have him fall into the water like a mosquito. Do it.
4: Yeah, I'm going to scorch and ray him.
0: All right. So that's going to be uh, attack rolls, right?
4: Yeah, it's going to be a disadvantage.
0: Hey, yep, both of them.
4: Right, isn't it two? Uh, three. Three
0: races. Is it three? So, yeah. Swagadelic. Go ahead, Ronnie. Roll them at disadvantage. What could go
4: wrong? Wait, how is it? How do I? Oh, shit. I get three of those?
0: Ronnie, you know. So
4: do I have to roll six d20s?
0: Roll, roll,
1: them, roll them separately, rolling two uh, you uh,
4: Roll so three sets of two. <laughs> Just roll all six at
0: the same time. Yeah. My God, sword. But that's out. not going to get confusing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that wasn't terrible. Um, one second. To find my shit. One second. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Here comes spells with brownie. Sixteen. Okay, now evens rods.
4: Uh, let's just stick with the evens.
0: Okay, that's a miss. Okay. God, you gotta love camouflage, man. Uh, it's so fucked.
4: 13.
0: Okay. uh, 13 is a hit. Evens or odds?
4: Uh, We're sticking with evens. Okay. That's a hit. Okay. Let's see. Where's my hit die?
0: What? 2d6. Shit. Uh, You say shit every time you have to add. (laughs) I'm starting to put this together now. How much? 16. Wait, 16 from 2d6?
4: Yeah, plus 5.
0: Da, no, you don't add your...
4: Oh, uh, shit, sorry. That, yeah, but that's just sorry, the attack sorry, bonus. Sorry. I, it's just 11. I was
0: about to say, I'm like... Whoa, yeah, no, no, everybody. no. Oh,
4: sorry, no, I'm a threat.
0: Okay, and did Love. you want to do the last attack?
4: I didn't do the last one yet. I don't think I did. I didn't do it right. She didn't. She didn't. Well, that one definitely missed. Cause I got 20 and I got 2. Yeah, disadvantage. <laughs> I only got eight. I highly doubt that
0: hit. It didn't. Um, And so with that, you managed to hit him, even though he's kind of flicking back and forth in his camouflage up there, and he fails on his spell-saving throw, so the heat effect is going to end on his turn, um, but because you started your turn still wearing it, you do take the heat damage from this round of it. And so the lingering heat deals another 12 points of fire damage.
4: 12? (laughs) 12? Damn! I'm like bloody...
0: It's not okay. So with that, as you're being, like, cooked (laughs) inside of your metal carapace you hold up your holy symbol and shoot off like three laser beams of just enhanced light in this dark cave and it seems to illuminate everything in like quick flash bursts um two of them rocketing up by him and one of them zinging and hitting the wall as you struggle to hold yourself up with the flames uh, i'm sorry with the heat kind of cooking you again and one of them seems to hit him and all of a sudden you feel the heat kind of like dull down and the white heat of the metal starts to turn to a dull red and it seems like it's going to cool down and as you uh, managed to nail it for that damage, um, it does seem like the thing yells out in agony. It seems like that hurt it quite a bit, and it doesn't seem like it's doing very well up there itself. And from what you guys recall from seeing it in the village, I mean, this is an ancient lizard, so it seems like much of its tricks are going to be in deflecting and not absorbing damage. So uh, with that, um, is that it for Anton for this turn?
4: Yeah, I don't think I could... Uh, Unless you
0: wanted to move, that's about it, Ronnie.
4: Yeah, because I can't use... um.
0: Quick, run to the water.
4: No, I'm trying to find my my reaction warding flare. No, it wouldn't work.
0: Well, that would be if something hit you on, like, its turn.
4: Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Yep. So I'm just gonna chill.
0: Yeah. <laughs> chill indeed. Okay. And so with that, um, okay. Radical dudes. Okay. And so now um, on its turn, our friend up at the top the lizard folk pulls out something of a blowgun from its back and loads a dart into it and fires one down. And I'm going to need Jarzak, What's your armor class? The lowest in the group. Thanks for targeting me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just cooked Anton in his armor. Okay, what do you want from me? <laughs> That's Everybody's going to be like... because
3: Jarzak wasn't wearing armor.
4: <laughs> I smell like a loaf of bread. <laughs>
3: Ronnie, no,
0: uh, you fucking. Do- no, 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 no. I believe it. It's canon. <laughs> God damn it, Bronny.
3: Anton always smells vaguely of, you know, wet dough, but when he gets really hot, it turns into a really, really good smelling bread.
0: <laughs> so let me get this straight. Clica smells like pennies, and fucking Anton smells like raw dough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what the other two smell like. I just, I don't, I'm not ready for this part of the podcast. I I
1: imagine that Norhill
0: smells like wood smoke. (laughs) Great. Good. I'm glad. Okay. And you know what, Charzac, what is your armor class? 14. Ooh, Swagadelic. All right. So I managed to hit. So a single blow dart comes flying down and I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. Saw that coming. Of course we did. And you take uh, two points of damage. Oh, sorry, four points of damage. I didn't have the ability modifier. Seventeen. Wag. So you feel this like lingering kind of drowsiness start to take over you as you get shot by that blow dart, and you pull it out, and it's like a, it's, it's like a sturge bite. Like it, it hurts like a motherfucker, but it's not like terrible. You know what I mean? So you pull the dart out, and as you pull it out, you feel you get like a woozy stiffness in your neck, but you hear sort of an itching voice in the back of your head, and it says, "Kill the lizard." Kill them all. I mean, you can all keep the Hydra. I mean, that's kind of important for the storyline. Yeah, but I know you're kind of a really dedicated too. killer. So,
2: like the, these guys I came here with too. Like it, I you mean... said, them all. But there's only there's only one right that
0: I gotta kill. Well, I mean, that goblin really don't, isn't doing no. nothing to hurt nobody. That <laughs> goblin's pretty cool. The door, yeah. I, I don't know. He, he's, he's weird and doesn't really do much. He's pretty harmless. But that Anton guy, he just fucking laser beams some dude. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, uh, don't fight don't him. Wait till he's just... So I,
2: I don't want to fuck with him yet. He's too, too many
0: laser beams
2: for Jarzak. <laughs>
0: laser beams are, are reasonably scary. <clears throat> yes, continue the quest. <laughs> okay, I'll take
2: out all of them.
3: Wait, no. <laughs> is Jarzak's patron Carl from Aqua Teen
0: Hunger Brothers? Just <laughs> hey, pretending? incarnation
1: of darkness and evil from New York?
0: <laughs> I like to think it's actually Carl. Like, hey, yo, I was at this uh and concert one time this chick there was there. Just like, are you my patron? Like, well, I ain't your fucking grandma. But, anywho, so with that, uh, now after that happened, uh, Norhill, you're up. You see a big, so, spoopy looking hydra come peeping out of the water, and he seems to be ready to hawk a big old tar loogie up there. So, what would you like to do? How far
1: away is the hydra?
0: Thirty feet in the water.
1: Okay. Uh, so Nora Hill is going to run up to stand in front of Kalika. Is that possible with Nora? Yeah, Hill you can stand.
0: In, you could stand in front of her on the shoreline.
1: Yeah. So he's going to basically you know, maybe try to give her a little bit of cover you know, hunker down behind a shield and take the dodge action.
0: Okay. Swag. All right. So now, um, with that in mind, Norhill rushes up, stands in front of Klika. Klikka, you're up.
3: Okay. um... (sighs) Is the lizard still on the ceiling? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Can I now get, if I swim out, get to a point where I would be 30 feet between the two of them? I'll give it to you. Okay.
0: But you will be swimming out into decently threatening area. So if you want to. Sure. And if you roll high enough on an athletics check, uh, you can go ahead and swim right out there.
3: If I give my cast jump on myself, could I jump out to that point instead of swimming? Yeah. I'll give okay. it to you.
0: You could do an athletics check for that too. I'll give it to you a lot easier, and you can take advantage.
3: Okay. Um, so what I will do is uh and let i'm gonna tell you my whole turn and you let me know if there's gonna be an issue with it i would like to use a meta magic to quicken spell jump so it's a bonus action jump out there and then hold my action or prepare an action to use the scroll um
0: after jarzak's turn if possible okay um, my one and only issue with that is if you jump out there and land in the water, um, do you already have the scroll out? Mm, I guess? If you have the scroll out and you jump and land in the water, there's a good chance it's going to get wet and potentially ruin the scroll.
2: I mean, wouldn't you be able to just hold that whole
0: thing for... Your...
3: Oh, okay. I, yeah, I guess, could yeah. I hold the whole thing then.
0: Like the scroll case?
3: Well, the whole no, the action. Whole... till. Oh, but that's like moving my whole turn in initiative order. Um No. If you'd like, you could do that
0: instead. Jarzak's the next up.
3: Yeah, I know. That's why I'm just like, uh, uh yeah. If I can do that, I'd like to do that.
0: Okay. So Jarzak, you're up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. Invisible hand pushes Jarzak forward like, yeah. Cleek's not going. Go.
2: Wait.
0: Click Cleek's oh, not wait. going. Klik? You sure? Because.
2: Like, shoot so much faster. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Jarzak's gonna. Hmm. Jarzak's gonna cast hex on the Hydra.
0: Okay. Good fucking thinking, because goddamn, could you imagine? Okay. And what's the uh, save I gotta do? Is there a save? Um. Uh,
2: no. No, it doesn't look like it. There's, yeah. Damn. There's no save. It just so you you're... just target and pick
0: a pick a number. Yeah. Okay. So, is there some role playing that takes place between Klika and Jarzak to pull off this move, which seems like it's a little teammate move here? Yes because I'd like this part to be role-played out, because not only is this kind of a nice alley-oop, but I feel like there's a lot of room here for... I don't know how Klika knows for certain that Jarzak can do this sort of thing. I know we saw it at the fight, but, you know...
2: So, so after Norhill's turn, I, after he, he does this thing, be like, Hey, uh, Klikka, I, I got an idea that might make this a little easier on you. Um, okay.
3: Wait, let I me do this. That that I know. Be-
2: I know I have trouble with spells, but I, I think I got this one. I think it's like a guarantee I got this one. Trust right. me. <laughs> Fucking apparently. Are you sure? Yeah, cuz like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blast. The, that one doesn't work. It's a broken spell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah, I mean if if you have an idea, I, I'll follow your lead on this one.
2: I'm gonna make it so we can do our, hurt to the
0: hydra let's go okay so which stat are you going to be hexing
2: i am going to be hexing don't look
0: up the spell don't look up the spell you can't look up the enlarged spell you gotta pick it on con yeah and it just gives a disadvantage right uh I'll say this much yes. actually does the enlarge work on a con yes Ooh man I'm a dick DM huh I never even thought about that man That that's fucking yeah a, one time yeah <laughs> and none of us can <laughs> <get> <laughs> recast <laughs> nothing for nothing but if I could pull back my DM screen real quick Hydras have a plus five on their constitution bonus and I'm over here like come on guys you fucking got it <laughs> Woo, don't you love it? Um, okay,
2: we have to knock out the hydrant mortar to capture, guys. Get ready. Hey, man, look, it's
0: the quest. Okay, <laughs> don't get mad at me because I give you guys hard things. okay. So with that, uh, what does the hex look like?
4: Uh, I... I mean, call upon your
3: call upon your patron, bro. So many centipedes just, and spiders come out of yeah, nowhere.
2: I, I imagine that like all of a sudden it's just like a bunch of water bugs just skitter across the top of the he water. Just,
0: just all <laughs> like, <laughs> <"Oof."> <laughs> yeah, Anton just dips oh, one toe know, in the water.
2: Just oh we could really use a hand here.
0: Uh and
2: just Jarzak just reaches down and touches the water and all of a sudden just a bunch of bugs fly off
0: towards the Hydra. Yeah, you see the silt start to get tossed about in a rough, rough, cloudy rampage under there. And you can see all of a sudden tons of little water bugs steam to like come skittering across a bunch of beetles and like almost like those toe biter beetles. You know what I'm talking about? Those mean <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, they just come skittering out and start nipping at it. And you can see the Hydra start getting covered in them and starts to like kind of swing back and forth with it. And as it seems to be like um, doing its best to keep its heads up and kind of aimed in one spot, it seems like overwhelmed with its stinging to to truly be able to focus its wits against whatever's coming next. And is that it for your turn?
2: Thank you. Uh, looks like I'll have to kill all of them for you.
0: <laughs> He's like, I, I, I want to stress. Hold on, it, it is just Carl, no. Uh, I, I just want to stress to you. Uh, I'm just kidding. So, okay. So
3: now it goes to Klika. Uh, well, uh-huh. you can still cast a cantrip.
2: Yeah, yeah, that or... was just a Ooh. bonus action. Uh, so then I am going to Eldritch Blast. I should have done
0: this first. would have been like, you fucking said. Well, after after you... Wait, are you shooting at the Hydra or the, the Lizard? Uh,
2: uh, I'm going to shoot that at the...
0: Thazerathique? Uh, the uh, big Lizard Shaman up there? Uh... Yeah. Okay. And so I'll even say just to kind of make it a, make a little bit more sense. As you dip your toe in, and the waterbug festival goes on over there, you can hear something yell out in the draconic tongue. Uh, something that says, "Stop! You mustn't disturb it, you fools!" And you basically you don't, just hear it going, like, I, don't, "I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're saying." It's just like, you I mean,
2: <laughs> know, be a little more sensitive. Some of us speak common, and only like you know one or two others. All these weird blah, blah, blah languages. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty five. Right, well, that's to hit. good.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Jarzak. <laughs> now are you ready for me to be a douche? Yeah, All right, go for come it. on, Jarzak. Come on. Evens or odds, you call Evens. it. Evans. That's a hit. That's nine points of damage. Dang! Okay. So yeah, you shoot up and you manage to pulverize the thing and it dangles and holds on with its claws. You hear the sound of like chitinous claws snapping as it's holding onto stonework and grasping. And you hear like bones start to like ache and groan. And you hear the thing hissing in agony and it shrieks out, not in the lizard folk tongue or in draconic or anything like that, but it just shrieks out in pain and in fear. And it just seems like this thing's like having a panic as it's about to kind of, I don't know, potentially meet its maker here.
2: Yeah, with that, Jarzak and uh, Infernal's just gonna say to him, uh, "Yeah, see, it's a really great time when you talk languages other people don't understand."
0: Meanwhile, everybody <laughs> on the beat, Anton's skin starts to itch. All of a sudden, like, what did you say? He just starts uh, speaking in Latin. Just, Infernal's just Latin. <laughs> oh no, that I was just uh, picking on him in a
2: different language that no one gets. It's it's not a great time if you can't understand each other. You know.
0: That's all I'm telling them. <laughs> if Infernal
1: is Latin, <laughs> then what's Celestial?
0: French. <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> okay.
2: Great.
4: Just yell out in French.
0: But- bon <laughs> French really is a gosh. derivative
3: of Latin. What do you it's mean?
0: <laughs>
4: that doesn't
3: mean it's the same thing. Uh, but that, that means that Celestial is a derivative of Latin infernal which brings up some big lore questions now i said what i said
0: i said what i said all right
2: (laughs) it's his world
0: (laughs) yeah man now i have to explain it god damn it um okay and so now uh it goes to Klika.
3: all right this is gonna be either the sweetest turn for Klika ever or nothing good is going to happen (laughs) so uh we're gonna have to all run (laughs) on jump for uh, so I can cast jump as a bonus action. Um, and then I would like to jump out to a point where I would be 30 feet between the lizard on the ceiling and the hydra.
0: Okay, if you ask Norhill for a, a boost and he puts a shield on his head and you use it as a springboard, I'll give you advantage if Norhill passes on a strength check. Because still doesn't know how to use a shield now. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You don't even have to roll anything if Norhill passes on his strength check.
3: Um, Norhill, can you can you give me a boost? Cause I'm gonna try something, and if it works,
0: we'll be really good.
1: All right, Norhill is ready to hoist.
0: Are you gonna try to twin spell shrink? Yep. <laughs> I love how I can always see you guys doing these moves. It's like when Jarzak's <laughs> plan was to. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, that's only an 11 on the strength track
0: no that's good so you managed to up up and just do a quick cheerleading bounce so two hands on the shield you managed to launch her off and so with frog like jumping Klika flings up in the air well over the hydra and it's snapping mouths and as you come flying down you're an equidistant point um, what are you doing
3: uh, I'm going to twin spell the uh, reduce scroll on both the mage and the hydra
0: Okay, and so that's con saving throws?
3: Yes. And the Hydra will make theirs at disadvantage.
0: Luckily, the saving throw is at the save uh, presented by Glare. So, for what it's worth, Glare has a hefty... I mean, he's a powerful wizard, man. It's what he do.
3: Otherwise, it would be a nine.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious, golly gosh. I'm going to pull back the DM screen again. I got a 24 for the Hydra. And I also rolled a one because disadvantage, so it, it fumbled yeah. on the save for that one. And if oh. we did not, <laughs> heck, so. Baby. And the shaman up top, as you come flying through the air like a little like
3: screaming um, in Draconic <laughs> off the scroll,
0: just like wait, is that an I or a J <laughs> function to a, a stalactite? But with that, the uh, shaman also shrinks down, and you can see both of them start to glow blue and purple and, like, these vibrant, like, for a second, and you see them start to go through, like, a horrific-sounding, like, bones kind of crunching and shortening as they start to, like, shrink down in size. And the Hydra, because it's so gigantic, shrinks down to a medium size at this point, whereas the shaman shrinks down to being, like, a little tiny, dinky, like, Barbie doll size. So... It would seem that the hydra is still kicking for one more turn as it continues to shrink, but the shaman, on the other hand, just shrinks down and falls off the uh, falls off the um, stalactite and starts to fall to the water. And I guess Klika fell in the water too. Mm. And so with that, the uh, cave illuminates with that bright blue and purple for a second and continues to as the hydra is still shrinking. Um, and the uh, the shaman lands about fifteen or so feet away from Kalika and just plunks into the water, like, again, like a Barbie doll would, like a, like a Nerf football, just, like, funks in the water next to you. Um, and so with that, it goes now to the Hydra's turn, and the Hydra, being in the water uh, relatively close to both Clica and everybody on the shoreline, kind of hedges its bets and goes for a quick meal and rushes over to Klika and whatever just fell in the water next to Klika. So all five of these heads now shrunken down to a moderate size, begin their feast in the water and all three of the rest of the party look out into the water and see Klika land in there after completing the spell and see the Hydra just shuffle, now being closer to the size of a horse rather than like some big gigantic dragon thing. And it just starts shuffling over and all five heads start just like daggering down at the water like spears trying to get a piece off of the cliques. What's guys Klica's did you class? see
3: that? That was wicked oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's Clica's armor class? 17. Oh, my goodness. All right. And you said it was what, 17? Mm-hmm. Oh, Scheiße. Okay. Okay. So with that... Um, I'm the... also going to
3: cast shield. So bring it up to a 22.
0: Okay. So... Two of them still hit. One of them's a crit. All right. It's not, it's not news you want to hear. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you made five attacks, right? No, actually. I just did really well for those. Um, so you take 16 points of damage as the thing starts gnawing on you and biting at you as hard as it can. But two of the heads just dive down and start digging at whatever he- fell in the water, like, besides you. Um, and they start eating that little shaman guy and just like fighting over it. and you can see him like gnashing and trying to bite it out of each other's mouths as they're <laughs> eating the little shrunken shaman. Um, but the other three heads are just piking down in the water and trying to uh, trying to chomp at you. So is Kalika bloodied? Yes. Oh boy. And now it goes to Anton's turn. Oh shit.
4: Um, we don't want to kill this thing, right?
0: It seems like it's still actively shrinking. Now, did it do reduced
3: damage because of the spell and everything, too? Yeah. Sure did.
0: I I reduced some numbers for you. Pretty good. I mean, it's a challenge rating of an 8 originally, so you can only imagine what's going on. So what's Anton going to do? We see a very bloodied and almost consumed Klika floating in the water.
4: Well, part of me's, like, healing word might be a good idea. I mean, Yeah. And I also have a crossbow. Might as well try using it <laughs> so I can actually use my bonus actions correctly.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing with the crossbow? Shoot it. It still has full, it's shrinking down to the size that you guys can capture it in the jar that was given to you by Ordeclare.
4: Oh, okay. Maybe that's not smart.
0: Um... <laughs> Anton's just looking to take it off.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do a, well, I'm trying to figure out, do I want to do a I think I'm gonna do a healing word, level two. Okay.
0: Yeah, level boost it.
4: Yeah. But I'm just curious. I see, like, with healing word and level. Wait one second. Oh, should I use healing word or prayer of healing?
1: Prayer of healing takes ten minutes to cast.
4: <laughs> oh shit! Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> go for that one.
2: You'll be good time. <laughs> Lays down a blanket, starts getting to it, sets up Let's candles see, so A minute
1: is 10 rounds, so that would take 100 rounds of combat to cast. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna cast Healing Word on Clica.
1: So, what is it, 2d4? While you're doing that, it's really, board...
4: um, oh, I guess it is 2d4. Mm-hmm. Plus three.
0: And I will mind you, uh, mind you, we are still in combat order, we're keeping initiative for now.
1: Yeah, I was uh, Norhill was gonna banter as a non-action. Uh, Norhill will. Sh- Who's carrying the jar? Probably Anton. Yeah, so Norhill is going to shout out to Anton as he casts his spell. Prepare the jar. I'm going to try to get it over here.
4: It's
0: just okay. full of pickles I, now.
4: You got-, <laughs> hey
0: God, you got. Did you put did pickles you- in the jar? Like
4: you got mm-hmm. six points of health back, and I'm gonna prepare the jar.
0: And was that the two d four plus the modifier? Yeah. Okay. You said six?
4: Yeah.
0: And the jar itself looks to be just a very typically, like, it, it's a big-ass pickle jar with a fancy silver lid on the top of it with two clasps, but even holding it in your hands in the shing of it, it seems like it's made of crystal and not of glass. Like, it seems to be something of, like, a maybe anti-magic sort of jar sort of dealio here, but it doesn't seem like this thing's built to last for a long time. Um,
3: uh, okay. uh is no longer bloody, so...
0: Swagadelic. So, uh, now we go to the top of the round, and you guys can hear, or at least uh, Kalika and Norhill, because he paid so much attention to it, you guys can see that that balcony up there that I was talking about before, the pier, you see the four lizard folk from before that you heard all come running out, and all of them armed with blowguns and spears seem to be running to the edge of the pier, ready to start launching them down in the water, uh, seeing a very bloody brawl down there. So they're rushing up, and it looks like on their next turn they'll be able to start volleying fire. So we go right to Norhill now.
1: Okay, Just so Norhill is going to switch back to his crossbow, uh, and he is going to load and attempt to fire at the Hydra.
0: Now you're firing at the Hydra too? Why is everybody shooting the damn Hydra?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll see in a minute. Oh, God damn it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Natural one, though. Wait. Oh, that's so brutal.
2: I don't think you'll see. Anime. Hold on, hold on, it, it, Anthony,
0: Anthony. I'll give you. I'll give you the advantage on it. I want. To, I want to see what you had cooking up. I don't want to rob you a, of a potentially really neat move.
1: Uh, Fifteen.
0: Fifteen is exactly what you needed. That's not even me bullshitting.
1: Uh, so I am going to take that hit and spend a superiority die okay. to deal an extra D8 of damage and turn it into a goading attack. Okay. So basically, what happens is the creature is going to make a wisdom saving throw. And if it fails, it's going to have disadvantage on attacks against any creature that's not me. Okay.
0: Swag. I mean, we all know that. So
1: Norhill is just going to shout across uh, the water, Hey, ugly, over here! And shoot it in one of its heads for 10 points of piercing damage.
0: I got a solid uh, natural one on a saving throw for that. Uh, never doubt the wisdom of a hydra, hmm. and so with that, the hydra itself like starts turning three out of the five heads over your way instead, as the other two seem to be trying to pick the uh, tiny lizard-like bones out of each other's teeth. Um, okay, and so now it goes to and Norhill
1: up. is going to run back to where Anton is standing. And line Anton up to scoop up the Hydra in the jar as it hopefully starts to shrink upon hitting the shore and come after me.
0: It's kind of funny thinking it just like slowly shrinks as it gets closer. Okay, mm-hmm. Boop. just okay. Uh, and now it goes to uh, uh, Kalika's turn.
3: My question is: is the lizard men while they're looking down, like just looking amongst themselves and being like? Is that goblin really big, or did the, or is it me and the Hydra
0: got smaller? What are you, like? Why don't you yell it out to them in Draconic? <laughs> <laughs> Try Can to they... trick them, be like I'm actually bigger than the Hydra and continually
2: growing larger. <laughs> Can they see the shaman, or the shaman's pretty much eaten, right? Oh, he
0: is, he is done. So that Barbie doll got ah. nommed.
4: Oh no! Like a five-year-old.
0: can can, can clica see the headdress is this canon now too hold on is it canon now that barbies are consumed by five-year-olds ronnie (laughs) you gotta stop using this power for evil well (laughs) now Jarrett's kids when they turn five years old it's like it's just a it's just a rite of passage gotta eat your barbie doll happy birthday (laughs) happy birthday so anyway...
3: Yeah, uh, okay. Does Kleeca see the headdress anywhere that the shaman
2: was wearing? Um, if, if not, can Jarzak tell which Hydra head ate the
0: shaman? I mean, a bunch of the feathers <laughs> already fell out of it as it was getting nommed up and as it fell from the top. As it got shot all those times. There's feathers floating in the water. Plenty of them. All you right, could Kleeca's probably scoop gonna... six of them if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah,
3: Kleeca's gonna scoop six of them and then... Uh... Bonus action disengage and dot da- or a
0: dash to the shore. Dang. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, let me get an athletics check to see if we can swim across. Oh boys. I'm sure you'll do fine.
3: I won't.
0: Nine. Sorry. So with that, you manage to to scuttle away from it and go to a farther part of the shoreline, recognizing that you won't be able to get too far with that, but you make it to the point of the water where you can stand up, and you get that, like, trying to run in in knee-deep water slosh thing going on as you're trying to run up on the shore, okay?
3: So you're still in the water, but you're close to the
0: shore. Trying to keep the feathers
3: dry, so I'm swimming (laughs) with my arms above my head, holding a bunch of feathers. (laughs) Very good. Are these, like, all the colors of a rainbow or something? Uh, yeah, whatever ones I could grab. I mean, I can't really see the color. I mean, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Well,
4: yeah,
0: we'll <laughs> say that you got Roy G. Biv going on there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say you have seven. You got the whole, you got the colors of the rainbow there. Um, wait, right? Roy G. Biv? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Roy G. I, Biv, that sounds right. I can count. um Okay. As you guys meet the wizard Roy G. Biv, uh, who happens to be the rainbow caster. um But now it goes to Jarzak. This balcony... How far away is it? From you guys, it's probably about uh, 80 or so feet, I think.
2: Are like we that. able to get up onto the balcony?
0: And if you climbed up over the rocks, but that would be like some double moves on some treacherous terrain. Okay, there wasn't
2: like another path. If I ran back down the path, okay.
0: You can assume that those guys must have come up through that top layer you guys didn't go through. Like these are the same four lizard fork from before. Okay. They're all
3: hopped up on Alligator.
0: <laughs> all
3: hopped up on
0: Allidoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, Allidoo, is that our new Jud? No. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, you can see that river mouth leading to the other way might be the safest exit route for you guys.
2: Garzak's going to toss an Eldritch Blast at them.
0: <laughs> Very good.
2: Uh, Wait a minute, is this
0: where we do the, uh... Oh, what was the name of that technique that you came up with? Remember, you and Klika, right? Wasn't there a thing? You named it in, like, that first boss battle episode we had in the dungeon, Fort Southwatch, right? Oh, it was a cool name, because you intimidated him. It was shock and awe, right? You did the lightning yeah. thing? Oh, and awe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh... Did you want to try to wrap an intimidate on that? I... I yeah, but... I'll give it to you. This is storyline to this point. Your ability I mean, to get Jar, groups Jarzak of exactly was also, four. Jarzak was also
2: told to kill them all, and now knows that all. That's not what this. he meant. That's <laughs> not what he meant. Clearly, the superior one knew there was more coming. God damn it!
0: <laughs> damn you, Jarzak!
2: So, so I was you just going to. I was going to intimidate and just ha- try that but now I think Jarzak has to kill them all. So, if you uh, hit
0: one of them, I'll give you advantage on the Intimidate. Alright, it was
2: 21 to hit.
0: Damn, okay. Roll for camouflage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So go ahead and roll an Intimidate check after you do damage. Uh,
2: five points of damage.
0: Okay, so you and whiff and you hit one of them and it gusts them in the shoulder and they're all like kind of getting ready to start lobbing stuff down at you. What do you do to Intimidate? Uh,
2: Jarzak's just gonna say... We killed your shaman, and you're gonna be next if you stick around.
0: And so they all kind of shrugged their shoulders, not speaking the common tongue, but they seem very scared and by this. Seeing you guys kind of like menacingly. Just,
2: Jarzak realizes this. They they have no fucking clue what he's saying, so he's just gonna like let out a fucking orcish like battle cry, and like say some fucking crazy shit in Inferno, so it sounds real. Demonic a bad. Yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah, just, and
0: and just the... point, at, point at them. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, Deus meo mislibrios. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he saying? Uh, I don't know, like, but bad. I don't like it. Uh, the battle Ooh, this cry. Is a, this is the definition of big wah. <laughs> and so, yeah. with that, uh, did you roll your intimidate?
2: I have not yet. You said at advantage? Yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll take it, because uh, the first one was bad. uh 25.
0: Damn. Okay. And so with that, all four of them just kind of scuttle and rush back, growling and grunting as they do. Perhaps trying to kind of rendezvous behind you guys, like at this point, recognizing the futility of where they're standing. So you might have just bought yourselves a victory or you might just have bought them five minutes. So... Um, with that, initiative breaks as the Hydra comes rushing up to the shoreline and comes to attack Norhill with his tiny little snapping jaws and Anton scoops it up in the pickle jar, sitting in there with a couple of pickles like Squidward. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> God damn it. And- <laughs> Wumbo. Oh no. We're not doing Wumbo jokes, are we? So anyway. I, like, um, I wouldn't have
1: thought like, of pickle? Wumbo if you hadn't said it. <laughs>
0: first grade, Anthony. <laughs> you know, Kleka, Jarzak, Wumbo. Um, <laughs> okay, but anyway, you were saying, Anton?
4: I was just going to say, I thought it was like his pickle wife.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hydra got reunited with his pickle wife. Um, but, okay, so with that, uh, Pickles and Hydra in Jar, the party is able to rush down the river and escape out the way uh, the secret passage there. Sounds like
4: um, I want to cast a cure w- light wounds on myself because I'm hurting really bad. Girl, there's only
0: cure <laughs> wounds in this edition.
4: Whatever it is. I just, I'm hurting. I need to help myself.
0: Hurting for healing. Um, okay. And so you can go ahead and heal yourself as the rest of the party starts trudging off through the water. Um, holding on to the rocks as you guys are leaving through, like, holding on to the rock mouth there. Um, it's easy to kind of trudge your way through here. But as you follow this little underground path, you can see daylight illuminating much of it. Um, But there's a couple of small like alcove, kind of like cave passages on the side of the water over here that lead out. Um, And you guys can tell that um, in one of them, there's just a big giant pile of like refuse and bones and stuff. But even from where you guys are sitting and looking in there, you guys can see that there's like a pile of gear that's shining in the back as if there's like... Fresh kills in here. Fresh, nice-looking gear that's at least worth a peek.
2: It turns. I could go take a peek. Okay.
3: Um, Make sure we poke holes in the lid so it doesn't suffocate. The thing bursts open. Giant Hydra (laughs) comes
2: (laughs) flying. (laughs) <laughs> What's you do? No, you
3: just boop the first hole. A single head comes out, unshrinks, and <laughs> we just have to hold it away from us the whole time. One big <laughs> Hydra head, little Hydra body, little Hydra other heads. That's just
4: too strange. I don't like that. And so with that,
0: as Jarzak goes slinking around the corner to the other room, did anybody come with him?
3: Cilia will go look at the shiny stuff.
0: So as you guys are fuddling and looking through all the dead bodies, bones, and refuse inside of here, you guys can see tons of dead bullywugs that have been eaten and maimed and limbs everywhere, but you see a fair share of also like human remains as well as like what appear to be like hunter or like adventurer remains in here. Um, One body in particular that seems to have been like wounded but not eaten is something of an elf, and this elf itself elf itself on a shelf um looks to be like mortally wounded by a blowgun dart or something like that so it doesn't look like he actually got you know chewed on or anything but he himself is wearing chainmail he has a long bow he has a full um a, uh, uh, why am i losing words the quiver? Thing of arrows yeah quiver of arrows i was thinking the uh, other one there but anyway he uh, has a full quiver of arrows and each of them all 10 of them look to be something magical so it looks like it's a whole quiver of 10 plus one arrows in there. But he has on his, uh, on his finger a ring that looks to be made of gold with a single like icicle shape kind of sticking down on it, kind of aiming down like a teardrop. And as you pick it up or look at it on his dead bony finger, you can see that it's actually freezing cold to the touch as well. I like the cold. Jarzak puts the ring on. Okay, And as you pick it up and put it on, your finger gets cold for a second, but it seems to, like, reach a normal body temperature. But as you hold your hand above the cold, it still, like, radiates a cold sort of energy. And click a, looking around at the rest of the bodies, you find about 100 gold pieces worth of, like, random rings and jewelry left behind on some of the bodies if you'd like to take it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, and as our friend uh, Jarzak goes back into the water, as you put your hands in and start kind of like shuffling through the water again and start swimming out, you notice that this ring, once it touches water, you see like tiny brachiations of like crystal start to form as you put your hand in, as if it starts trying to freeze the water around it. When you put your hand in, it's not like an intense amount of freezing, but one could intuit that if you put your finger in like a cup of water, it would freeze into a block of ice from your fingertip if you put into a thing of coffee same thing so it just seems like this really cold finger sort of ring but it doesn't seem like it's freezing like lake water or anything like that like it's not you know what i mean but overall it seems like a nice little trinket to be wearing but we're gonna end the episode as the party peeps out of the mouth of this river here and can hear lizard folk in the distance kind of walking around in the woods and hooting and hollering and yelling out as it seems like perhaps those scared lizard folk from before maybe looking for help rather than trying to come the back door to you guys. So that's where we're going to end it. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's the Young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it... Dungeonith. Thanks.